Welcome to Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. I would be Bradshaw. That would be your Chickasaw native and your Chickasaw Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe. And we have got a true trailblazer pioneer today. So much of today's wrestling was because of this man, both in promo styles, in interview styles, but also in access because he's the one that became the pioneer. He also was a Florida NWA heavyweight champion, winning that title from Bruiser Brody. Won tag team championships all over the world. Tommy Wildfire, Rich, Tony Atlas as his partner, and a certain Mr. Gerald Briscoe. He is the one and only. He is Mr. Thunderbolt Patterson. Thunderbolt, welcome to the show. Heaven high, giving God all of the glory. All over the world, they are saying, meeting and greeting every day, saying, hell, low. Now, all of y'all are a little bit more educated than I am, but my understanding is what you say and what you think comes to you. And you can see all of the messed up stuff in this world today, we need a little more love. Hey, talk to me now. What you want to talk about today? Thunderbolt <laughs> Patterson, my lifelong buddy, man. It's a pleasure to hook up with you. I just, we just, John and I just recently saw you up in Iowa at the George Tregas Luther Hall of Fame, which you're a proud member of. We're so proud to have you up there. Things have picked up several notches since you've been involved with us up there. We hope this it continues to, to, to pick it up here. But, Bo, tell us a little bit about, about your background. Thunderbolt Patterson from Waterloo, Iowa, working at a John Deere factory there in, in the tri, uh, Quad City. I was going to say Tri City, but there's four of them. That makes it Quad. See how smart I am, Lakefield? <laughs> I'm an Okie. I'm an Okie, so I'm smart. But anyway, Thunderbolt Patterson working at a John Deere factory. Saw that professional wrestling on TV and said, "Man, I want to do that." Tell us a little bit about that that story there. How you how you were introduced to professional wrestling and what happened? Well, uh, Gus Karras and Bob Guy turned me on, and I used to watch it with my mother all the time. And uh, as you say, I was working at John Deere's. And I just, I, I took my bag into the Hippodrome every week and challenged everybody in there. And no one would speak to me or talk to me, but Ray Gunkle. And that's when I come to work for Ann Gunkle after all of that. But before that, it's all in the book, Jerry. Now, I can't get too much of the book because well, the book. Tell us, uh, tell us about the book so we can plug the book on this show, Bo. Say that again? Tell us about the book. What is the book called so we can plug it on this show? Look, look, look. The book now, I done the film before the book. I sent it to Hollywood. Hollywood kept it for four years and sent it back to me. And you told me, say, do whatever Chad asked you to do. I come to Waterloo. If it wasn't for you, I never would have been in Waterloo in my hometown in the Hall of Fame. And I, Chad told me, said, I want to get your book and finish it. And I told him, I want to. I'm going to start running wrestling and my book come out and I want to put money back into the museum where all that money is going in places where individuals has tore and broke wrestling down. That's where my book is in Waterloo, Iowa, being together. We have to get with Chad on that. But okay. I went okay. to... Go ahead. No, no, I'm waiting on you. You went to you went, you went, went to, to Kansas City. Okay. And that's where I, Pat O'Connor. I had my first encounter in, in with, with Pat O'Connor. And uh 
I couldn't get out from under him, Jerry. But he <laughs> hey, baby, Thunderbolt, don't feel bad about not being able to get out from under our Pat, Pat O'Connor because he was, he was a legit son of a gun, man. What a nice guy, but what a talented guy. Oh, his, work, his work was like magic, wasn't it, man? He didn't even know he was there, but yet you knew where he was at all times. Yes, sir, he, he rolled me like a wet, old, bad suit. <laughs> I couldn't get out for Monday, but he couldn't do nothing with me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I understand. That was the start of it right there. And um, then I, I know I, I moved, started. So Patrick, well, Patrick, the one that broke you into the business, he taught you the ends and outs. How did they smart you? No, no, no. Pat didn't, Pat didn't teach me anything. No, was well, who, who was that? Gus or who was that? No, well, uh, Bob Geigel and, and, and Gus. Was the one didn't didn't know uh, uh, Jack Crawford, Jack Crawford, judo Jack Crawford. Yeah, yeah, he was referee, and I, I, I my brother worked at uh, Ralph Packing Company, and uh, uh, I used to have a little experience going in there doing a little bit of fighting in there. But <laughs> we start training, Ox Baker and I, in Waterloo, Iowa, at at Ralph Packing Company. And because uh, uh, Ox was working at Rams. And that's where I started. And I came to, I got hit. Uh, both, you, you and Ox Baker are both Waterloo boys there. So you started at the same time? Waterloo, Ox was from Evansdale, 12 miles down the road. And we started pretty well at the same time. I got hit at uh, a John Deere a horse coming loose. I lost my equilibrium and I was off from work for a while. And when I came back to work, I went to the doctor every day. When I came back to work, my foreman told me, said, uh, well, you've been off chasing that wrestling. I said, well, well, I'm going to be just as good as you is to me. I'm going to give you this job. I packed up my family and I'd moved to Kansas City. And I told her, here I am, just like that. And uh, that same weekend, I was booked back up on the other side of Waterloo for a job. Then the next thing was, went to Camp Lejeune, I think it was, Gene and Ole. Ole was in the Army at that time. This was 1965. Wow, work work with Gene and 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 O and uh, and, and Ole. Gene broke the Colonel's wife's shoe, and she stopped the matches. No, she put everybody out. It was on base, so I, I got started in Kansas City. That's so, uh, I, so uh, so uh, I, I, I you mentioned you mentioned uh. Uh, Gunkle there, Ray Gunkle, was, well, he, was well, he a part that, of that organization? That, that comes up, that comes along back up, Jerry. That's, okay. that's after you and I. And and I, I know that's that, that, that. That's when you got, I got, uh, got, got over there on the, on the other side there for, for a short period of time. So tell us your, your first match. You said you went back to, uh, back to the hometown. You had your first match that quick? Well, I, I went, yeah, I went back. What, Jerry, Jerry, would you believe? They beat me on count seven, my first match with Bob Brown. Bob Brown was a job, a job guy. And then Bob's dad died. He went to uh, Canada. And when he came back, he put him and Bob Geigel got together and they were as hot as a firecracker. That's the word. That's how that went. Yeah. But then so, I went back and, and I wrestled uh bunch somebody. Sweet Tan, Bob Sweet Tan. Huh? Bob Sweet Tan. No, 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 no. It was a German guy, somebody. And uh Bob Hitler. That was and <laughs> that was a, I've only went there one time and back to a Detroit uh, a Devon uh, uh, Des Moines one time. Never, never been to St. Louis. No, you never worked St. Louis for those guys? Never, 
Never, never. Wow. I was going. I was going up into Minnesota, doing jobs for Harley and da, 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 all of the everybody up there. What? What was you, Claude Patterson, then, or was your Thunderbolt yet? I was Claude. I was Claude. Claude. Okay. I wasn't. I, I didn't. When I got back to oh, let me let me see. let me see. I went to Bob T before Morse Siegel died. The office was in Houston, Texas, before Fritz took over. I went to Houston, Texas, getting ready to come home for Christmas. I went in the office and I said, Bob, uh, 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 Paul, when do I need to come back? He, he looked up at me and said, you don't have to come back. <laughs> I had no Christmas time. Wow. No where to go. Dick Byers, the destroyer, got me booked in LA. And that's when I set it on fire. I went with Ernie. Now this was in it was in early, 19... early, early you and Ernie Ladd. Yeah, Ernie Ladd was in Houston because he was playing for San Diego at that time, and I caught a ride with him. How did you how did you hook up with, with Ernie? What, what was that connection? How, where was that connection? In Houston? In, 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 in Houston, Texas, when Paul told me I had no, didn't need to come back. I well, they, back used, they used you after Christmas, and then Christmas break, they just told you, Merry Christmas, but by the way, you have no more bookings, right? No, I said, when can I come back? He said, you don't have to come back. Big Byers got me booked. I had nowhere to go. Dick Byers got me booked in L.A., and Ernie Ladd was on his way back to camp, football camp for the San Diego, and I caught a ride with him. That's how that happened. Wow. And, and that was on fire, caught on fire. And who were, who were you working for in L.A. at the time? Jewel Strongbow. Jewel Strongbow and Mr. Moto. Olymp and was that in the old L.A. Coliseum? Yes, sir. Olympic Auditorium. We set it on fire. Buddy Rogers, but not Buddy Rogers, Buddy Austin. Buddy Austin, Budro. That's when I, that's when I start understanding. I had when I left John Deere's year. I had that uh, uh, lost my equilibrium from a horse coming loose. And I worked with the greatest starting from the get-go. And there in LA, Buddy Austin ran my head into the turnbuckle. I gave him myself. And that's when I got the understanding of the take care of my own business. You understand what I'm saying? I understand it. Yes, sir. And, uh, from that time on, I was let's see. I went on up to San Francisco. Who was Buddy Austin? You were you and you and Ernie were working against Buddy Austin. Who was Buddy? No, 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 no. No, it was a single match. A single match. Okay. Ernie went, Ernie went on to the Ernie was Alberta, at camp. Alberta, you Alberta, Alberta Torres and I. Alberto Torres, we, the we Torres were, brothers. Yeah. Yes, we were the uh, 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 West Coast champion we i mean we set it on fire and uh and i wanted to grow i wanted to grow so i went on up to san francisco and uh and then i stayed there and when i i got ready to leave there well now tell us a bit about Sanford. who were some of the talent there and uh and, and is that where you be where did you become thunderbolts what i'm trying to get at but what a Jewel Strongbow. When I got into LA, when I got into LA, I picked up the paper and my name wasn't in there. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt was in there, but my name wasn't in there. There wasn't no Claude on there. No, 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 it wasn't no Claude Patterson. 
I, so I ran, I, I got that in LA and I ran up in that office. I said, man, I done come all the way out of here and I'm not even on the car. And Jewel Strumble asked me to say, what does Claude Patterson sound like? And I said, that's my name. And he said, well, I've been hearing things about you. And from now on, your name will be Thunderbolt. And that's how I got the name, Jewel Strongbolt. Was, was you happy about that boat or uh, what was your reaction? You know, I don't want to well, be clawed or well, what? Well, 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 I mean, it caught a fire. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> I mean, I'd, say it, I'd say it was the right move. That was the right move, yeah. That's where I started understanding. Come, It was only two years in the business now. A little old boy from Waterloo that didn't, you know, you know, I just come from the streets in Waterloo. And uh, so I wanted to grow. I wanted to grow. I went to San Francisco. I worked with Watts. I worked with Von Erich. I worked with the big, uh, I mean. Well, the, well that list of talent, that list of talent there, Bill Watts was, a, he was hot out there. Oh, All those guys that Pat, you just Pat, Pat Patterson, you, 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 Pat Patterson, Ray Stevens, you were thrown in the, hey, with, man, with the top guys right away. Tanaka, I mean, just, it was just unreal. Gorilla Monsoon, all of them was there. So I went into the office and uh, uh, I told uh, uh, Rod, uh, 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 Roy Shire, I'm gonna, I, I, got to, I got to leave. He said, why, why? If you ain't making enough money, you should have told me. He's the only one that had told me that now. He's the only one. So I went on up to Vancouver. Sonny Myers was supposed to book me in Japan. Well, I stayed, that's where I went, met uh, Rocky uh, uh, Johnson, Rock's daddy. Was Rocky just starting to work at that time? Pardon? I didn't hear you. Was Rocky just getting into business at that time? Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Johnson, he was young, yeah. He was working in Vancouver. He's from the, the Scotia. Right. So, so when it didn't, it didn't, uh, I didn't get too long with Rod Finn too well. So I come back to uh, Kansas City to go to Japan and it was canceled. It was canceled. I, uh, why? That's a good question. But I found out later on, you know, all other things because Kansas City was where Harley, uh, Jody Hamilton, and the individuals that you know that I wouldn't let them do what they want to do with me. You, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Wouldn't, wouldn't let you take liberties with them, huh? Well, well, I mean, hey, they, you know, they they both be bad boy, but they wasn't too bad, you know. Um, so you, who, 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 did you smarten yourself up to that boat, or did somebody well, say, "Hey, I, both I, these guys I, are taking advantage of you"? Well, that, I, that, I, that's I, what you did with me. That's the reason I'm trying to ask you that. Well, see, <laughs> I understood, I understood what it takes to draw money, and that's people don't want no loser. Hey, John, John, I tell I tell everybody, Sandy Scott was my first tag team partner, my legit first tag team partner in the Carolinas when I met Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt was just coming in. But Sandy taught me how to work tag team. And then I worked tag team, and I must have learned because then they teamed me up with Thunderbolt Patterson. I tell everybody, Sandy Scott taught me how to work a tag team. Thunderbolt Patterson taught me how to draw money with a tag team. <laughs> and I, for that, I'm eternally grateful. That's the name of the game. Exactly. The name of the game is, you know, is all about, as Ole say, putting asses in seats, you know. And and Gerald and I had the chemistry that we were, I would say, rank generals. You know, we know what to do. We know how to take care of ourselves. And we didn't mind what nobody thought about it. We done what we had to do, and we got over. Is that right, Gerald? 
That's right. But I, it took me a while to learn. It took me a lot of no, years. No, 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 it, no. it took me no, some no. of those 300-mile trips up, up and back from Virginia to North Carolina a few times when you in my ear said, kid, they're taking advantage of you. Don't let them do that to me. You know how to, you know how to work. You know how to wrestle. Use it. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Go ahead. Now, that's 300 miles. You remember the night that they took us to jail? Well, I, I was going to bring that story up, John. I've told you this story a million times, right? Uh, where the Thunderbolt, I just bought this brand-new black-on-black Eldorado Cadillac, brother. And, of course, we're running late to Richmond. And, and of course, as the, as the story goes, always in wrestling, it was a sold-out house for the belts. <laughs> we got stopped somewhere around, where was it, Winston-Salem or Greensboro? Somewhere Raleigh. in that area. Raleigh. Raleigh. We got, we got pulled over there. They asked Thunderbolt for his registration. Of course, we had no registration. We just left the dealership. And so all we had was a paper tag on there. They called the, a, a, they didn't know what to do. So they took the car, took, told Thunderbolt, now well, you're going to jail. You got, well, you know, black man and any guy in there together. We stole that car, of course. So they took us to jail. Finally, we told, called, who was it? Joe Murdick, right? Uh, up in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe called, talked to the police, and so the police gave us a ride out to the airport. Joe was going to get us. Oh, yeah, Jay, Jay, Jay. John oh, Ringley, yeah. come get us. Oh, John Ringley. I thought John, that, Ringley. John, John Ringley, Ringley took, took us out there. We'll go fly. That's when James Brown come flying in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going to <laughs> James. <laughs> that's not just a throwaway thing. James Brown was in this story. Yeah, James Brown, he he landed that white Learjet. Remember, both we watched that white Learjet. Well, who the hell do you say there's only one person I know in the world got a white Learjet? And we was James we, Brown. We so was that, sitting, we was sitting in the airport when he come in. Yeah, and he saw Thunderbolt sitting over there, and the guy went into a trot to come over to, to meet our Thunderbolt. Well, but see that. That's just and, 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 and offered offered to fly us on his plane up to Virginia, but uh, John Ringley was there and they had a plane coming, so we we turned him down. And uh, the biggest mistake we ever made. <laughs> what so wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So James Brown was such a big fan of Thunderbolt Patterson that he would have flown you out of his way up to the wrestling show. Yeah, he was doing a gig in Raleigh, and he was going to he was going to do his gig and have the have the pilot fly us up to Raleigh. Or to Richmond and come back and pick him up and go to his next gig, right, Bo? Well, see, see, we, we, we what wrestling did is what Gerald and I done. We tried our best to bring people together, people of understanding. There wasn't two individuals that got in the ring that could do what they couldn't do what they wanted to do. So we were generals of the ring. And the people ex blow everything we done, we sold out all over, everywhere we went. And then, then the, uh, and after that, it's when Ann Gunkel, when they when Ray died, and they took over. And Gerald and I lived, Gerald lived, uh, 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 see, upstairs and I lived downstairs. That's when I met his wife. Then my grand, then my godchildren, they, <laughs> tell them about Jen. You, you know, well, Jen, yeah, you, my wife, I hadn't met my wife yet. She lived across the street from us and she was teaching school there. And, uh, and she would see me and Bolt all the time. She thought, well, that's kind of unique, you know. Uh, an African-American guy and, and this other guy, you know, they're, they're good friends in North Carolina. And uh, and God bless Mr. Crockett Sr. He saw the potential in us. He put up billboards all over Charlotte, North Carolina with both nice pictures. Barbara had just started teaching school and right across the street from her school was a was that billboard with both nice picture on it. So she'd tell her kids, hey, you guys behave and I'll have those guys coming in. You don't know those guys. How do you, you know? But both met, met Barbara before I did and said, you got to meet my, my partner. And so he, he introduced me to Barbara, my wife, my future wife, so off of that. But then both and I went, we went to Barbara's school one time 
and the principal had to shut us down because we were causing a riot because the kids were so out of control. Remember that boat? <laughs> well, it's just something that, uh, and, and see, see, Jerry, this is the whole thing. It's a purpose. This is a purpose. This is my purpose. This is I'm, I, God chose me for this deal. This wrestling business has just went to, you know, and uh, it's it's just a, a whole new day, and it's something that I loved all of my life, and uh, we just want to help people, and we want to bring the old school back. And we want to show people that all of the vulgar, all of the, it don't take that. It takes a little wrestling and individuals that know what they're doing. John, John, at this, and at this time, North Carolina was just becoming uh, integrated and, and all the schools, yeah. Bar Barbara taught at the first integrated school in, in, in Charlotte. And so Jim Crockett Sr., he picked up on all that. And Bolt and I were the first really push tag team uh, that had a that right. mixed tag team. So we're, we're, we're getting publicity you know, from TV stations, radio stations, newspapers, and all that stuff. And Jim Crockett Sr. is the one that kind of educated that and kind of puts us out there. So so when, when, when my wife offered for us to come into school, that was unheard of, a black man or white man going into school together talking about race, race relations and stuff like that. So Bolt was a true pioneer and all that stuff, man. Man, we, we set the place on fire. And was that you guys were the were one of the were one of the very first, right? I mean, there was at that because at that time it just everybody kind of you know you put cowboys together, natives together, Europeans together, Americans together, blacks together, whites together, Mexicans together. It, so that you guys were the first to really be the the integrated tag team. Was there any pushback from it? But we were the first that was real. Now, now you understand me now. Most everything that goes on and has been going on for quite some time, the promoters had a motive. Are you with me? Yeah. You understand me? But yeah. Gerald and I, Gerald and I, we took it all to another level. We took it all to, we dealt with all of the people. <laughs> all of the people. We didn't play that race card at all, at all. Both, both and I were equals in that ring. I mean, uh, you know, uh, he, I, he would give me hot tags at certain nights. I give him hot tags the other night. Most of the time I gave him a hot tag because <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a comeback in the world at that time, like a Thunderbolt Patterson comeback, brother. The place would be rip roar. And it was funny as heck. You can see all those old Carolina and Virginia rednecks. You know, all of a sudden, I'm tagging this black man in, and I'm he's getting a hot tag, and he's out there. He's making a fiery comeback, and you would have thought their cousin was in the ring the way they were cheering, man. There was no racism going on when we were in the ring together. And when we didn't push back, we might have got it from some of the fans, but it was most everything was positive because everything. Everything that Bolt was spending that time was on a positive level, or on a positive uh, feedback to, to to the people out there. So it, it was it was nothing but fun, and uh, you know, then then of course, uh, you know, we we got separated a, a couple of years. Uh, Crockett wanted to go individual singles with both of us, and and push us as single wrestlers, and and that's 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 that's, that's the only reason we broke up. We didn't broke up because they uh, break up because there's a. Uh, uh, conflict between the two of us, or there were trouble. We just they know, they the know about their colors, man. They could they couldn't follow us. <laughs> they had other motives. When 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 Mr. Crockett died, when Mr. Crockett died, the boys had a different version on wrestling business. That's from that Kansas. You know, JJ, can you remember? Can you remember when Ernie called me? from down in Atlanta when Ray died. Yeah, I think I remember that. That was, that was, when yeah, Ray was, died. Yeah, Ray, Ray Gunkle, Gunkle. Ray, Ray being Ray Gunkle. Yeah, yeah. And see, Ray was the only one when I went into Waterloo, every, the Hippodrome, and challenged everybody in there. 
Ray was the only one that told me where I could get some boots in. So this has been what they call a setup God, real. You understand what I'm saying? This is real. This is real. And this is the wrestling business and a lot of things that went on. We're not bitter about anything, love, but we didn't like to think and thinking and we just took care of ourselves. And what years was that, Jerry, in, in the Carolinas that you guys were together? That was the early 70s, 71, 72, 73, right, right now there. I think even into 74. And I think that's when we, we kind of split up and went, went different directions. Yeah. And then after that, Thunderbolt, that's when you went down to Florida? No, no. I went to for Ann Gunkel. Ray Gunkel had died, and I went to work for Ann. Back in and Kansas we, City. Right. Kansas City. No, and, no this, this, this is Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, Ray, Ray died in Atlanta. What, what happened, John, is Ray, Ray died and Ann felt like she was getting the short end of the promotion of the sick there. So uh, they she had Tom Ernesto, the assassin, and a couple other people talk her into running her own territory, opposed to the NWA. Well, and now I know the story. I didn't know the story before the the, the, the tightness and, and the relationship that you had with Ray, where Ray was the one that got you to help you find a, where to get to your gear and all that stuff. I understand that relationship now. But Bolt went to work for Ray Gunkel, who was the opposition to the NWA. That's when the war. That's when the war. First war. That's when the war, war, the first war, actually the first territorial war started uh, during that time. So what the, describe for people that don't know the territory war, what was the territory's war that were going on? So you're going to work for a group that is opposed to the NWA, right? In Atlanta, Georgia, there were the regular uh, 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 Paul Jones and that Paul Jones, Paul Jones and Ray Gunkel. Ray had 51% of Georgia. When Ray died, they took that away from Ann and started her own business at channel 17 which same made, channel same channel say that again was the same channel right yeah yeah we started in the one rate uh, uh the regular nwa was in there and then ann gunkel we came in there and gunkel was running on a tuesday night they ran on a friday night we sold out every Tuesday night. We got just as big as they were. That's when it came to that point where that's where I, I felt like I went into one Friday night town, one Friday night show, Jim Wilson and I, and I took a chair and set it in the middle of the room. And I challenged everybody in there. And that's when Harley Race wrote in his book that he spit in my face. I was going to do something. And that, that was a lie. And then after that, when Ann booked Harley and some kind of way come in there, I never would do a job with Harley. I had to put him over. Harley wasn't as bad as they say he was. He knowed who to mess with. So... You know, it's just the wrestling business. And so, Jerry, the, the, the war that was going on, you guys were on the same TV station? And there we're was another. The same same I, TV station. I just ran uh, in the same, same town, recorded at the same building, and, and then we ran Tuesday and Friday nights. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And there was, and, but, and, but there was one more. Eddie Ironhorn started the IWA. Yeah. And it was... Eddie, where where did Eddie start that out of Chicago? Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, Pedro Mar Martinez. Pedro Martinez, all, right? All, all of the guys, all of the guys, Bulldog Brower, Ernie Ladd, the uh, all of those different guys worked for Pedro, worked for for that organization, IWL, and it all, and then Tom Renesto sold Ann out. Tom was Ann's booker, correct? 
That was the booker. Yeah, Tom Ernesto sold in. So how'd he do that? He was booking talent out from underneath and to uh to uh Einhorn. Well, you know, you know, you know well, you know how Watts talks about and yeah. and all the stuff and right. things. You know, watch another one. That ain't right. You understand what <laughs> man is just unreal, man. And uh and uh uh Ray Gunkel was uh uh um Tom Ernesto was Ann Booker, and he just sold it. I mean, sold it out to him, and they just went down the drain. And that's when I got blackballed. I ran against the whole deal. I had $35,000 in the army, and they closed the doors at 8.30. I would have been a total promoter that night. And I had Louis Gillette, all I had all the, the Samoans. You know, Jim Wilson and I, we ran shows in Samoa. And we ran two shows in the American side. And when we got ready to go over to the West side, they stopped it. That's where my uh, his granddaddy was from. His wife's father was from. And Jim Wilson and all the other guys, they kept them over there. They took all the money. I smelled the rat, Jerry. I called a play and got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. And they put, but they, I mean, but I haven't had no work, no bookings. Just only got me in one up there for what I call the fat guy, you know. What his name? <laughs> you know, and, uh, no, let me be. I'm trying to be as positive as I possibly can, cause I love them all. Every everything that they done for harm, Lord turning into being good, cause God been good to me. He's kept me through it all. And if it had not been for you, Gerald, and for Blair, I never would have been recognized at all. Well, John, John, what happened is the guys that went over to work for Ann, they were considered outlaws, you know, because Ann was considered an outlaw promotion against the NWA. And then, then when Ann folded, you know, the payback was, was, was the brutal part of payback to bitch, as they say. Guys like Boat, who was over like a million dollars, and a couple other guys that was working, uh, the Gladiator, Rick Hunter, and a couple of those guys that could draw money. They were like, like both said, blackballed from the NWA. No, no promoter. If, if a promoter wanted to book them, it had to go through a committee, and the committee said, "No, you can't book those guys." They tried to put the NWA out of business in Georgia. So for a period of four or five years, both was a, an outcast of a business as over, and that's kind of what Dusty kind of started stepping in because there was no Thunderbolt Patterson to be compared with, you know. So that's that's when the dream started. Started his 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 gig and, and kind of ripping off the, the, the Thunderbolt uh, uh, character. Correct, boat. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'm still standing. I'm still here. Yeah, and, and only out of, all, out of all the people, only gets criticized for a lot of things. But only the only was a sharp business guy, yes. and only saw that talent in Thunderbolt. Said, "Boat, I'm gonna get you back in, but you gotta work with me. You got you got." Got to behave because both you were you were. I've done the I, best I, I could. <laughs> well, at that, at that time you were you were a wild hair man. You were you were hard to control. It was a piece of work. Ole never did fire me. He always gave me a job. Ole is the one that kind of kind of got, got both back on the good graces of the NWA and got him back. A little in, bit. And a little bit. And the rest of it was you, but you know, and Eddie Graham had a lot to do with that too, because Eddie brought you down to Florida, and and did, treated you real good down here, right? No, yeah. Well, you know, I, I said, I I said Florida fly too, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Eddie Eddie was a real good mind, man, but uh, I went to Florida because Fritz von Erich asked me to go. I was in Texas. After after Mars Siegel died, Rich took over and I lived, uh, I had a little farm there outside in Fort Worth, right outside, right down from Fritz. 
and Fritz asked me to go to Florida. That was in 70. I think it was in 70, like that, something like that. And because uh, I, I never did go to Florida or uh, 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 for the Ghoulers, or I never would work for uh, 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 Bill Watch until then. And uh, I went down in Florida and we set that apart. Me and Jack and everybody that and we set it apart. Yes. <laughs> and that's where you ended up winning the Florida championship, NWA Florida championship from Bruiser Brody. Isn't that, isn't that right, Thunderbolt? Bruiser, Dusty. I had, that was the hardest thing for him to do. I had, I mean, when Dusty had to do his little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I, it was real, real good, real good, you know, and most of the guys that was about anything, they came through Georgia and Florida. Those were the spots, man. So Thunderbolt, what do you think about, you know, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So many people have imitated you. So many people have copied you. That, does that not make you feel good that you're this pioneer that, that was so worthy that everybody wanted to be like Thunderbolt? Well, people people do what they want, but understand one thing, man. Know where I ever been went down, and I never know. They asked me one time. I think one of the Oates brothers asked me, uh, "What was the best territory you been? everywhere I went was was full." I never. I never tore down anything I went. I mean, I always wanted to be a booker. I wanted to be an owner. I know the wrestling business. I know what it takes, you know? And I mean, it often imitated, but never duplicated. I never did run nothing down, you know? But I didn't make no money. That didn't do me no good. And I was bitter at one time, but I, I see that it's all about love. And uh, uh, hey, I'm still standing. I'm still here. It ain't over till God said it. it's over. Well, let's go back, way back, way back. When you first met me, I was a college kid coming down to Amarillo, Texas. You were a big star in Amarillo. Tell us how you got hooked up with Doy Funk Senior. But I was coming down. I was I was coming down to do a job on their TV down there, of course. And I, I that's when I first ran across you. And I had, a, I had a broken nose. I got hit by a softball the night before playing in a college softball game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I went to TV the next day. My eyes were swollen up. My nose was broke. And Ken, what happened to you? Well, I Did you not have a glove? Yeah, it took a bounce, John. You played baseball. That damn ball took a weird bounce, man. It popped right up. I wasn't coordinated in softball. No. Hey, we, we, we know that that time everybody <laughs> do it because, hey, he didn't play a game. He didn't play no game with nobody. He wasn't. No, I, he, I was hurt. I was hurt. Those guys tried to get a little step with me. I said, screw <laughs> up, man. I've heard what they're going to do. Beat me out here in Amarillo. I ain't coming back, you know, and sure enough, they beat me, but they didn't beat me easy, did they, both? <laughs> no, 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 no. And then that, then I didn't see you no more. Until... No, they didn't break me back down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I had um, Dory Funk Sr. I mean, he, he was unreal, man. Um, at one time, uh, Dick's, uh, uh, the lawman, the lawman out of Don Slatton, Don Slatton, Don Slatton out of uh, 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 Abilene. Abilene, the sheriff killed his wife, man, they draw the picture that looked just like me. I was healed. <laughs> I was healed down there for a while or whatever. And Slatton, lawman, he called and told Dory, say, don't send him down here this, this week because they got a warrant out for his rest. He and Dory said, for what? And he told him for murder. The, the Dory senior said, no, no, no. I'm not going to send him. I'm going to bring him down. We come, he come to that El Dorado and we went on down. But they caught him. The guy had killed his wife. 
and tied himself up and then drew a picture that looked exactly like me. Wow. I mean, we just, it was unreal, man. That whole Amarillo, Lubbock, uh, El Paso, uh, oh man, unreal. Who were some of the guys you were working with down there? I, ne I never, I never, I never went back to Amarillo. Never ever went back. Got a chance to work back now. Most other places, uh, in uh, uh, one time in, in in Albuquerque, I don't know if Terry never ever told you about this. Uh, I would do it, Junior, whatever. They had a ride, and I had a little derringer pistol in my, <laughs> and when them people, I I fired it off. Them people scattered, man. Does that give unreal? But they got us out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, where, where did you have the pistol bolt in my boot yeah. and you had a pistol in your boot in the row you're wrestling yes he had, a, he had a pistol there then and and, and, his, and, his, and his payoff money too all stuff Look out. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole old <laughs> yes sir so you got paid off and you stuck the money in your boot with the pistol yes sir because I used to do that in Mexico, and I get paid off before the last match. I'd stick the money in my boot, well, <laughs> but I didn't a have smart, a gun. You was a, you was a smart man. <laughs> you know you had to do what you had to do, man. Now, wait, wait. So the riot bolt, the riot happens out in the ring, and you pull the pistol out in the ring? Out in – we got out the ring. was out in – and the people was closing in. <laughs> we're closing in, but when I scattered them, bam, bam. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they expect a guy with trunks and just trunks and a boot on to have a gun to have a gun. No, they didn't. Did no, you carry didn't. that pistol with you everywhere? Oh no, no. It just so happened I had it that night. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Now, that was the only night that I had it. But. John, one, one night we're in somewhere in Virginia, man. We're in one of those old redneck buildings, man. We're, we're rocking and rolling, man. We're, we're selling. Go out. Boat is out there selling, man. He's selling his, his keister off, man. He's selling. All of a sudden, oh, I think it gets eight, only a gene. All of a sudden, only oh, starts opening up on Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt, give him that sell, give him that shaking. So all of a sudden, somebody throws a half-drinking whiskey bottle into the ring. Land right by Thunderbolt. Boat's out selling. Only got a hold on it. Thunderbolt, I, I'm watching this thing. What's Boat going to do now? I see Boat reach over and get that whiskey bottle. Of course, that damn whiskey bottle. Takes a swig of it. <laughs> and starts the damnedest comeback you ever seen. In like pie life. pie and spinach. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and like pie pie and spinach. Exactly. And people are going absolutely friggin' <laughs> <laughs> And I said, man, that's it, man. That's how you draw my hair. That's you great. Enter, you entertain the folks, man. That is great. <laughs> I love yeah. that. We've done it all, man. <laughs> how did you like Dory Funk Sr.? I, I saw online that he was uh, really good to you. Did you like Dory Funk Sr.? Very good. Real good. I, I made, I made, I went home one time with a three-suiter suitcase full of money my wife fainted I, dory was one of the better territories that i've ever promoted i've ever worked for dory and mr crockett mr crockett the old man the he senior. Was yes senior uh, who were some of the talents you were working with down in Amarillo, Bo? Because uh, you guys were loaded with talent. That territory is always loaded with great hills and, and baby faces. Oh, man. Oh. Man, it was who? I mean, Valentine. Was, was Killer Carl Cox there? Valentine. Uh, 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 Killer Carl Cox. Killer Carl Cox, man. And uh, 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 Oh man, it's I mean, Dick, Dick Murdoch. Murdoch, yeah, Dick Murdoch. Yeah, tell, tell us that you, you had a long, long, successful career with Killer Carl Cox in Amarillo, Dallas, oh, uh, uh, Mid Atlantic, Mid Atlantic, Georgia, ever, ever, everywhere you guys matched up, Kansas City, 
you guys packed the houses ever. What was that chemistry with you and Cox? Was he just one of those redneck guys that you just blended with or what? Great worker. Great worker. I had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest workers in, in the business. And I've I done everything they asked me to do. But then when individuals, this is what I got told you, when individuals try to show out or be smart or what, uh, da, 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 I mean, I put, put them in their place and they didn't like that. And that, that's how you take care of yourself. But I had an opportunity to work with the greatest workers. Me and Jack stole out every place we ever stepped into, man. I mean, oh, come on, man. Do you understand? How do you find, how, how, how find working with Jack? Because he was one of those, oh, those technical guys that, that just flowed, man. Hey, well, is it, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Wrestling. Wrestling and it's a work. Wrestling and a worker. That's what it's all about. Most of them individuals out there that want to be bad, they're not bad. You understand me? Yes, sir. There's some great guys out there. There's some great individuals. But everybody out there is not, you know what I mean? They're not the, not the, uh, uh, the barbarian or the hunku. I mean, them the bad fellas. You understand what I'm saying? But we hung with the rest of them, didn't we, Jerry? Yeah, we hung with them. <laughs> you know, all of you individuals talking that, every one of them out there that's talking that bad, they wasn't much of nothing. Just that simple. <laughs> hey, Bolt, how was it with, uh, you had another great baby face out in Atlanta that was your tag team partner, your tag team champions with, and that was Tommy Wildfire Rich. Hey, Tommy was Tommy was Tommy. Tommy was the girl man, young man that got over. He just got over, and that's what wrestling is about. It's about drawing money. Tom, Tommy Rich Wildfire got over, and he was a wildfire. <laughs> the guy I mean, could sell. The guy could sell John and come back like nobody. Daddy, that's it. The two, the two key ingredients of babyface, selling and coming back. And if you sell, as Bo taught me in the beginning, if you sell, you that comeback comes natural then. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. It was a one of, this was my greatest, greatest student right there. <laughs> right there. I mean, and as he, he could wrestle on me. I, I didn't learn him nothing other than take care of himself. He had it all in. <laughs> yes, sir. And then you got a chance later in your career to be a manager for uh, Ice Train. Uh, did, oh. did you enjoy being a manager as much as being a wrestler, or did what did you oh. think about it? No, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had the intention support they put me with the steiner brothers if they had left me with the steiner brothers it would have been awesome they put me with the ice train ice train went into oh i hate to call this man's name but i got to do it bishop without me bishop and got his little piece of money do you know what bishop asked me what could I do for the business? And I had to cuss him out and leave. Ice Train was just a muscle guy that, no, I mean, that wasn't, I, I, I had, I, uh, that wasn't my choice. And did you, did you not want to stay a manager? Did you not want to stay in the business? What happened oh, at that no, time? No, 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 no. no. I wanted to be a manager with some substance. You understand? I wanted to be a manager with some individual that could work, not using me 
to get them. You understand what I'm saying? That's the reason. That's the reason. That's the reason you were so fond of being the manager of the Steiner brothers, correct? Yes, 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 yes. It could have been, if I mean, man, myself and the Steiner brothers at that time. I mean, if they want, you know, if they wanted that, we could have. Hey, we could have hey, done whatever needed to be done. You, you understand? Bolt, Bolt, I know, I know you. You were, you were good friends with a very good friend of mine that uh, we traveled the road with a lot. Playboy Gary Hart. Tell us a little bit about your friendship with Playboy. One of the best. One of the best. One of the best managers that I've ever met. One of the best guys that in the wrestling business. That uh, man, man of his word. Down, down to earth. Real, and you know. That's what we need more of the wrestling business is real individuals and with real talent. Yeah, but what type of, what type of friendship did you have with Jim Bardet? Man, you know, I, I went to I went to Australia twice, and the the my biggest dream, my biggest dream was everybody wanted Barnett to get a territory in the States. And he always paid me a little bit more, but and, and I, 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 he called me in one day and uh, he told me, he said, my boy, Dusty want to come home. And that was my replacement. Jim, that, you know, Jim was a great promoter, but one of them persons that, uh, oh, I don't know. I can't say much. I can't, can't say nothing bad about it. Good. Here you go. He was a hell of a man. He went with the money. He went what he perceived was the money at that time. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what do you think of Boat without getting in real heavy? And I know your aspiration was always to be a booker, be a, be a matchmaker. You, you never never really got that opportunity in a major territory, you know, where guys like Ernie and some of these other guys were, were getting those opportunities. Well, uh, you never you never got that, that position. No, no, no. See, that, that that's one of the things. All those individuals, they used them. I mean, Ernie probably would be living it day if he hadn't done all this stupid things he done and things, you know, you know, the bumps and all them different things. But I've always, I told Ole one time, I said, uh, uh, I need to be, I'd love to be your, working with you. Uh, I'm a doper upper, I'm a doper upper. I, I wanted to be in the business and, uh, but, Nobody would never, never, never let me do that. They would put, look at all of the places that they've had panels. Every individual been a booker. And look how the territories in the country has went up and down and out of existence. And then one was able to take over everything. And, Look at it today, you know? I mean, individuals that just didn't know nothing about wrestling. And Bolt, what, what are you doing now? You're, 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 you had your preacher over helping, your minister over helping you hook up the Zoom call today, which is very appreciative to, uh, to William. Thank you very much. But what are you doing now? What occupies your time? What do you enjoy doing? I enjoy it. Jesus, because Jesus has kept me. Won't nobody, I don't get to go to none of the fan festivals, none of the things around the country where I have drawn money, no involvement at all. The only two places, if it hadn't been for Gerald and Blair, Brian Blair, 
I'd call five o'clock. There was only two places. Uh, I mean, I God taking care of me. I'm just drawing my pennies and uh, uh, just lifting up the name of Jesus. Well, but a lot of people don't know how to get in touch with you. I mean, are you open to doing these autograph shows, these card shows around the country? I and love I, if so, how can they get in touch with you? Well, it's four four. My 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 number. You 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 got my phone number. Four four nine seven three eight seven two nine. Let's That's, book on Bo. Let's get book booked booked on some of these card shows out there. Both both he's never done them, so it'd be a hell of a draw for you you guys out there that like see, to put on these shows. Here's 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 my whole thing. I I really do appreciate being inducted into my hometown into the Hall of Fame. And wrestling is something that I love and I want to contribute back to some kind of way. You know, I mean, but individual, the last call I had was from Charlotte and this individual called me and asked me, would I come? And I asked him the question, well, what are you going to pay me? And you know, the next word he said, well, they told me you was going to be hard to deal with. <laughs> so, hey, you understand what I'm saying? What am I supposed to do? Every People that don't even know nothing about me other than they knew I drew money. So why is the mindset in the same way? I want to help. You know, the greatest thing that would happen is, you know, the NWA would, hey, get back on his feet about something. You know what I mean? Well, I got a lot of ideas and a lot of life left. <laughs> I'm 82 years old, man. And, uh, God How you get around, Bolt? I see you. You see, you got the wheelchair there. You you travel okay? Can you get on flights and all that? Do you travel? Oh good? yeah, yeah. I go go by myself. I go by myself, and I can I get me a get them push me up there and push, and I can still walk with my cane and all. And but you I can still walk to walk and talk to talk. Well, I, hey, God has been good to me, and I have. Some good friends. Thank you, Gerald. And <laughs> Thank I, you, Bolton. My new friend. My yes, new sir. Friend. What about you, Jay? But you and running in good company. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, yeah, yeah, cool. hey, hey Bolt, you know, uh, John John Layfield and Ron Simmons were one of the most successful tag teams ever in the history of WWE. And a lot of people didn't think it, it could work a you got an old redneck like Texas redneck like JBL, and you, you got the great African American athlete like Ron Simmons. Those two were like you and me. I mean, they got along. They were brothers on the road. They were brothers off the road, and they're still best of friends today, man. What 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 an example, you know, that that, yep. that John has turned into, you know, a real positive influence on everybody. You 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 Mr. Bolt paved the way for me and Ron Simmons to come along as a tag team and, and have a ton of success because you and Mr. Briscoe were were first. So thank you. You're welcome. We done what we could do. We done what we could do. And I thank you. <laughs> well, Bolt, anything, anytime. I'm no further than the phone. Well, thank you. And the, 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 the return is the same, sir. So, Bolt, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this ever since Mr. Briscoe told me we're going to get the, the Thunderbolt. He calls you Bolt. He goes, we're going to get Bolt. I, I said, man, that is just awesome. I've been so looking forward to this. And it's one of those things where you look forward to something so much, and when it actually happens, it exceeds all your expectations just well, like this did and just like you have. So thank you so much for being on our show. It's an honor. It's an honor. John, I want to leave. I want to leave everybody today, you know, 
you know, we, we come across legends all the time in the business. We come across, and, and you, 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 you are included as, as you know, as young as you are in the business. But you, 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 you run across guys who help you in the business, who influence you in the business. And, and sometimes the list is very small. My list is, is very small, but the right at the top of the list are my brother, of course, and their Thunderbolt Patterson. I don't know which one is number one, but but Jack, Jack and Bolt are are my number one A and one B, and I, I'll let you guys figure it out. And I love this man to death. Anytime that any, any promoters out there want Thunderbolt Patterson at your card shows, contact me or, or JBL by yeah. this by way of this show. We'll get the message of Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt's one of the most reliable guys you'll ever run across in, in the business. If he gives you his word, he's going to show up. And he'll be there. He'll be there. And if he needs help, book me along with him, and I'll I'll help Thunderbolt to and from there, the arena or wherever your your venue might be. But let's get Bolt out there so the people can hear his story firsthand and and appreciate what this guy has contributed to our business. That's all I got to say on that. Thank you. Thank you.